Hi, I'm Darcy. And I'm Judy. And, and we're we are Women, Women of Watermark. Watermark. We welcome you to take this journey with us. We have over 40 years of communication and marketing experience that we're looking forward to sharing with you today. We're going to share with you our guests, uh, people that we've done business with, people that are experts in the industry, and really just have a lot of fun talking about marketing, communications, business strategies, and solving the problems that you might be having in your business. So welcome for the journey. We look forward to uh, engaging with you. We are so excited to welcome Supervisor Scott Silvera to the Women of Watermark podcast today. Welcome, Scott. How are you doing today? Ladies, I am doing excellent. Thank you guys for having me. Scott, we are so excited to have you here on the Women of Watermark podcast. Tell our audience a little bit about yourself as the supervisor. Yeah, so I'm Scott Silvera. I'm the District 5 Supervisor for Merced County. Um, I just won re-election uh, not too long ago. Uh, we we're fortunate enough to not have an opponent. Yay. Um, but it, yay, exactly. <laughs> thanks, thanks to uh, a lot of the help of both of you ladies. Um, we were able to continue to get our message out there from our campaign back in 2018. So um, been the supervisor now almost for four years. Prior to that, I was on the city council in the city of Los Banos for eight years. Um, just kind of always had this little itch. I, I met my predecessor when I was about nine, ten years old at the May Day Fair here locally. And I just knew that I met the mayor of Das Palace. And for, for those of you guys who don't know, Das Palace isn't a really big place. But when you're a little kid and you, you say to yourself, wow, I just met the mayor. I remember coming home and telling my dad I met the mayor of Das Palace and thought I was pretty big stuff. And it just kind of sparked this interest. And little did I know back way back then that, you know, fast forward about 30 plus years and, and I would be uh, I would be preceding him um, at the uh, following him as the county supervisor for, for Merced County. So excited to be doing my position. Um, a little bit about my family. I'm married, have two kids. Um, my son just graduated high school uh, just a few days ago. Congratulations. Congratulations is right. Thank you. Yes, congratulations <laughs> to him and congratulations to the parents who helped him get there. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, we're actually going to, we're going to take you back a little bit. We kind of want to go back to that moment in time. You're, you're in, you know, local city politics. What made you or compelled you to decide to go into the county as the county supervisor to go into up to that level? So I think it's, it's, it's a person as, as a person who tends to be like, you know, I like to say there's sometimes there's leaders and there's followers and a person who kind of likes to think as himself as a leader, you, you ask yourself, well, you ha I have a lot of opinions, a lot of opinions on things and how things should be done. And, and you can, you got to ask yourself, do you, are you going to sit there and complain about it? Or are you going to try to do something about it? And my option was to do something about it. And I've, like I say I, and, and, then, and then it goes into this whole thing where it becomes we, and it becomes this team. And my my campaign manager, Paul Pereira, who was my campaign manager on both of my city council runs, and then I added a new campaign manager in Pat Galicchio, and you know, sitting down with these folks and, and really just kind of saying, okay, how do we take that next step? Why, why are we doing this? And, and then you go through a lot of things in your mind and you start to tell yourself, okay, the one thing that we always did on our city council races is I did was I tried to surround myself with people that were going to tell me what I needed to hear and not what I wanted to hear. You know, they just say, like, I didn't need people to, to you know, 
that were already drinking the Kool-Aid, that already, <laughs> that already, that, that already loved me. I needed people that, um, that, that were going to tell me, you know, give hey, me the straight no. shot. Exactly. And, you know, Hey, dumb, dumb. No, you're not, <laughs> you can't do this. You you need to do that. And, and so, and I mean, so it's, it's, I think this whole thing, you know, I remember, I'm going to go back to even when I ran for city council, I was on the fair board locally here at the, the, the spring fair board with Paul Ferrer. I went to him a year before the city council race ever even came up. And he said, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. And immediately he was all in and, and you have these conversations. And, and that's the part I don't think people understand. If you're truly serious about this stuff, being a public servant, serving the public, you're having conversations about these things well in advance when it's secret squirrel. No, you're just trying to keep everything on the, you know, on the hush hush, trying to like put this team together. And then I want to give you guys a plug because through my good buddy, Paul Ferrer, is how I met Darcy, how I met Watermark, and then Judy and Warren and the whole group of, of these people. And, and I know I, I, I want Darcy to, to, to explain like kind of like her first encounter with me and <laughs> how, she, how, how she still says, you know, like, oh, my God, what are we going to do with this Gumby? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, absolutely. When Paul... Um... Paul Prayer is a very smart individual and invited me to a meeting that he was having with you um, on their facilities. And I had come in from the field and he's like, oh, I want you to meet Scott Silvera. He's going to be our next county supervisor. And I remember looking like, you've got to be kidding me. So for those <laughs> you can't see Scotty, he's very young looking. He's very smart, but he really looked like he was in high school yeah. and very thin stature. So that's where the Gumby came from. And I remember thinking... I'm going to talk to you after this, Paul, like, what the hell did you just bring me? But Paul is a very, very smart man. And um, having the opportunity to listen to you speak and answer the questions, I realized that this is not what first impressions were, right? You always not have, at all. Not, you, not even all a little bit. To just listen to Scotty for a minute. It's like, you know your stuff. You yep. really understand the issues and you have a passion about making sure that the community is served correctly through your public service. And Paul's also very smart. He he was telling me his plan for for the campaign and knowing that I would have to fix it. <laughs> well, and that's a good question. So I want to kind of go back to what that political climate was when we went into your campaign. So you 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 had how many opponents and kind of what was the goal that we were trying to achieve in that very first campaign? So, you know, we, we, an open seat. So my predecessor retired. Um, and so you go into an open seat in a political climate, you know, that was nationally at the state level, very kind of active. So we went, we had four opponents, well, three opponents, four people in the race and, and our team that, that we assembled, you know, it was, I mean, listen, if you said our goal was to, to win in the primary and that's, that's, that's getting a 50% plus one vote in the primary in an open seat with four people. It's um, not impossible to do because we did it, but but especially you know you get caught up in where you're in you're in your group and like, man if you mention if we go to November you get your head snapped <laughs> off right and that was it not was, an option not an option it was it was always we were going to win this deal in June and so that gets to be your mindset and then then we do it then you kind of you start talking to other people like people that are in politics people you know people that that, that work on campaigns and. And then you kind of say, "Oh yeah, no, we we won with you know sixty two percent of the vote in the in the primary," and um, 
and they, they, they look at you like, wow, that's, it's a pretty big deal. And I think that's one of the, my takeaways is that's the way it always was going to be with our group. And then now, <laughs> then, and you talk to other people and they're like, yeah, that's not always how it is. And so that's a testament of the plan that we put together. I mean, I, could, I remember this, one of my opponents in February was out hanging these little door hangers and, and he was very proud of himself that he was, you know, he walked thousands of houses and whatnot. And I started to get a little bit nervous. And I was like, well, what are we doing? And we had a plan. We've been working on this for a long time. And I remember talking to Darcy and she's like, listen, are you going to remember some little piece of paper that somebody hung on your door in February for a June election? I was like, well, probably not. She goes, exactly. We have a plan. We're, we're going to, we're going to get through this. And, and then it's, then, then you start, then this, this, this you know, it go, it kicks off. And I remember telling my wife this, I remember coming home and telling her, babe, I'm sorry. And she's like, oh, what'd you do? I do a lot of stupid stuff. So uh, <laughs> what'd you do? And I said, I haven't done anything yet, but I'm just going to tell you that these next four months, five months are going to be the craziest roller coaster ride that we've been on. And, and I am sure knowing me that I'm, I'm not going to notice something that I should have noticed. I'm going to say something that I probably shouldn't have said. So I'm just going to apologize in advance. And that's what <laughs> Smart it was. Move. It, Good husband. It was, yeah, well, mm-hmm. it was because if I'm, I'm so fortunate, like my wife is, is not a political like I am. And, and I got to tell you, for me, I don't know that, that I could do that. If I came home every day and had somebody that was as, you know, as, as, hyper involved in, in, in politics and the political scene as I am. I don't know that I could do that. It's, and so I'm very fortunate to have such a, a good support at home that, that believes in me and is, is always by my side and really is kind of one of my biggest cheerleaders. Yes, it definitely takes a team and and from home and outside, and that is what makes a success. Those that think that they can go it alone, it it just doesn't work. You really do have to have that support around you. And it's hard to ask for sometimes. You know, it, it's it's one thing to to call and say, "Hey, I need help moving hay." It's another thing to call and say, "Hey, I need money. I need you to walk. I need you to make phone calls." You know, it's, it changes the whole. Um, perception of, in some ways, humility. Because if they don't help you, you're, you're, there's no way you can win. So yeah, d- that's one. I mean, that's probably my biggest. It's it, it, it sounds crazy, but like my my biggest uh, takeaway. That the one thing that I wish I could do in my campaign could have done is I wish I could have cloned myself, right? Because I, I wish that I could have went and knocked on every door. Because I was convinced that even my opponents, if I would have talked to their family members, I would have convinced them to vote for me, right? But, but as one person, <laughs> I think you probably could have. <laughs> you, you, you can't, you can't, you can't be everywhere and you do have to rely on people. And, you know, listen, there's a lot of people that'll come to you and say, Oh, whatever you need, what do you need help with? And then it comes the day that you're going to go walk in the hundred degree heat that, that I, I believe both of you have done with me. <laughs> yes. Uh, right? We've been there, done and, that. And it's, and it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, they don't, they don't show up and there's, there's nothing, there's nothing other than their word that they're going to be there. And so you kind of you kind of figure out, and and I tell you, I, I I some people that you might not have thought of ever would have. I mean, I had people calling precincts for me that when I tell other people that that person did that, they're like completely blown away. But I mean, that just you know, they believe in the cause, they believe in 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 the things that 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 I believe in, and and, and want to see our county go in that direction, and um, it all works itself out at the end. 
it all works itself out. That's for sure. Now, so we did the basically the impossible: get you elected in the prime in the primary with three opponents over that fifty percent, and then then what? I mean, what I'd like to talk about is is what do you do after to make sure that you, you know, stay in the hearts of the minds of those that elected you. So I'm going to walk you through a couple of things because we were fortunate to get elected in June and I was taking the position of one of my mentors that was, I was very close with Jerry O'Banion. I was able to take those six months of, of time between when I won and when I got sworn in and he really assisted me and really taking me around the county and starting to get to know department heads and really start, and I know a few of them from my time being on the council, but you, you don't know everybody to the level that, that I do now. And, and that was super beneficial because that kind of made me realize one thing. I knew I didn't know a lot. And then after those meetings, I realized I didn't even know even more. And so, <laughs> right. And so then, and then, so it kind of, for lack of better, like when you, when you get in there, now in January, you you kind of get to hit the ground running a little bit, and then as far as you know, it's it's, it's obviously it's educating yourself, and it's still continuing to talk to people, and that's where with our campaign, we run, you know, my website, a news, those things continue to go out all every month. We have coffees, and and, and we're, we're getting out in the community. We're continuing it, and it, and it basically through both of you, I've learned this lesson is, is you know we work really hard. For, for months building up, we, we, were, we were running for a year in advance. So we, we announced in July of 17 um, to build up this coalition of support. And a lot of people, they win, re- they win election or even re-election, and then they kind of turn it off. And then three and a half years later, they want to fire it up. It and that costs money. that way. <laughs> yeah. and, and so do, do, you, do you pay the money all in a couple months to try to do it? Or do you take the approach that we've taken with your guys' help, with Watermark's help, to, you know, we pay a, a, a very, I pay a very nominal monthly fee to, to really keep my constituency engaged like and, and be able to talk to them, hear their concerns, go to these coffees. And believe me, I set these coffees up. I went to one in Dallas Palace. Literally, if it wasn't for my mother-in-law showing up, nobody would have showed up. <laughs> but, but I go to ones and I have 20 people there. And it's, and the one thing that they can't accuse me of is not being accessible. And so that's, those are the things that we continue to do is continue to talk to people and, and, and really because as much as I would love to be in every square inch of my district every day, it's, it's impossible. And I need people to, to have trust and, and, and really the confidence and be able to call me, talk to me, to let me know what the issues are. Because if I don't know what the issues are, then I don't know how to try to start tackling them. I just want to point out that, Scotty, I really appreciated your openness to continuing the conversation, and I'm going to put it that way. Um, we have people come to us, uh, one not too long ago, been a long time elected, and did not follow your protocol, like, you know, stay engaged, communicate. And I know there were days like, is she ever going to stop talking to me? I don't want to do a newsletter. I'm tired of doing coffee, but those pay off, right? It's And it's not just because of, to get reelected. To your point, if you don't know what's broken, you can't even attempt to fix it. Um, and giving people options on how they want to communicate with you. Like, 
I, I think uh, somebody submitted a form on your website yesterday. They have an issue. So obviously they feel more comfortable in a, a text writing component to share that information with you. So we pro you provide them that option. You meet them where they are. But I know that in the beginning of like, well, we're going to continue that in, with the team. Like, well, why? We won. Well, because you, you have to stay you in have to conversation. You sta have to stay in the conversation. Yeah. And, and I think we, we I, I know, I know I'm the envy of my colleagues uh, because we do, we, we stay engaged and, you know, it's, it, it, it's, a, I, I want to, it's two part. Um, it, listen, there's the part that, you know, hopefully you do a good job and you get rewarded with nobody running against you and you can win reelection, which we just did. And I'm thankful for that. But the other part is, is really want to, like, and I, I tell everybody and it's kind of now I, I, I love you know um, imitation is the highest form of uh, flattery right and and so my colleagues you know I talk about my 56,000 bosses and now with the with the new uh, census coming out my 58,000 bosses that's what I have and I truly I want to do a good job for them I, I want to stay engaged with them um, and you know I, I, I kind of jokingly say that I the reason why I didn't have an opponent is I didn't piss anybody off enough that they thought they could do the job better than me. And, <laughs> and that's, and it's, and it's, it's really the kind of the, the reality of it, but you do that by staying engaged with them. And, and I know there's ones out there that dislike me. I mean, I'm curious to know there's like, I had like 52 write-in votes against me <laughs> up to this point, you know, and, and, and you can do a, a public information act request. And obviously it doesn't tell you who, wrote in but it'll you can get a list of all the right and so i'm curious to see you know um, i've been told that there those things can go from anything from somebody who loves you so much that they voted for you and then wrote your name in <laughs> all the way all the way to there's could be a really nice nasty message for you uh right. as the write-in so you know but but it's you know you're not going to make everybody happy um you know listen i i stepped in it i you know i i, I got kind of done a little dirty i like to say by by some folks that clipped some comments that I made next to some comments that came in. This is right at the beginning of the pandemic. And I remember, you know, part of my team at Watermark helps me with crisis communication. <laughs> um, and, and knowing me, luckily we haven't had to, to do it too much, but it happens. Thank you for that. Thank you very <laughs> right? much for that. Yeah. And I remember, I remember like uh, Darcy saying, well, you know, we can't do that again. And I'm like, well, I can't promise that that might not happen again, but I, I can promise I can do better in using, uh, uh I could choose different words. There you go. That's all, that's all I could ask for. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and and I know that some of those folks are still, like, they're, they're not happy with me. But, but you know, look, it's, um, I, I say like, the people that voted for me are are easier to represent than the ones that didn't vote for me. Because if you didn't vote for me, then, then maybe you don't like kind of the way I think and, 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 you know, my thought process. But at the end of the day, I still represent those folks. Absolutely. And, and I and I try to do my very best to represent everybody, make decisions that that aren't benefiting one or the other, but what is what what benefits everybody or at least the majority of people. So, Scott, I think we have one time for one more question, a quick question. Um, what advice would you give to someone that wanted to get into politics? Love what you do, love doing this, because I promise you, most of the phone calls, most of the emails, most of the people that come up to the dais, they're not happy with you when it gets to that point. Occasionally, you get the person like Mr. Hart from Das Palace, who, you know, in our county, you know, the, the courts are part of the state system, but it's still called, it used to be part of the county, and now it's, you know, Merced, it's the Superior Court of California, Merced County, it, but it's, it's run under the state. And so, in, in older gentlemen, and 
he was going to sue somebody and he was really having problems accessing the system. And so he calls me and we have a liaison with the courts and I was able to just kind of steer him in the right direction and send him somewhere. And he, uh, and he went down to the courthouse and, and he was able to handle it. And he called me back and I, I made his day. Like that was the biggest problem in the world to him that day. And, and it, it took a simple one phone call and I, we got him in the right direction. And, and that's what makes it worth it. The small victories are what make it worth it. So love what you do, because if you're not having fun, a little bit of fun doing this job, I promise you all the butt chewings you get, it's not worth it. There you go. And all the work that you have to do. Well, thank you so much, Scott, for coming and joining us today. We always love talking with you. And we're so proud of everything that you're doing up there in Merced County. And you have made a difference, Scotty. You, you do. Absolutely. So thank you. Perfect. All right, ladies. Thank you, guys. Thank you for all that you do. Without you guys, I, I, I wouldn't be able to get my word out there. So I, I, you guys are much appreciated. And what I gained is not only people that I work with, but I gained really great friends through this process. We agree. Absolutely. Thanks, Scotty. Have a good Perfect. one. Have Bye. a good one. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. For more information, visit watermarkassociates.com. That's watermarkassociates, all spelled out, forward slash podcast. You'll find today's resources on there and you'll have the opportunity to give us your comments or suggestions for future episodes. We look forward to you tuning in for the next time and hopefully we'll hear what you have to say.